Thank you, Hemi. That was amazing. Uh, thank you, youth and young adults. Thank you, Rachel, and all of you who made the, this morning happen. You've blessed us all. Amen? Amen. 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 We're starting today, the week of Christmas. Who's looking forward to it? Who's really not looking forward to it? I am. I, I mean, I, like I said last week, my house is a bit of a mess, but I'm loving it. I've got all the girls at home. There's, there's five of us in the house, and it feels like home. I mean, when it's messy, there's love in the place. Last week, I talked about joy. This week, I'm going to talk about love. But I want to share you a story. I shared it. Um, about four Christmas ago with you and I've gone back to research it a bit to see if anything has changed and it's all about this story of Jesus in a manger but, but there's this kind of pandemic going on of people stealing baby Jesuses from nativity scenes. No, no, like really, like that's a baby Jesus. I mean, this was back about four or five years ago that I'd read up on all this stuff. And it was amazing. It wasn't just, just thefts. I mean, it was just like they're literally taking the Christ out of Christmas. And, and all these sites, uh, they're unnerving churches everywhere, people, all sorts of things going down. Um, and it was just going on and on and on. And, and uh, it was hysterical at the time. And I thought I'd go back, but apparently it's still happening. That there's this thing going on of people stealing and churches are getting really uptight about it um in in one article i read volunteers in the town are dealing with the recurring thefts by buying cheaper stand-ins one stolen last year cost three thousand dollars man that was an expensive baby oh my goodness i mean a baby yeah and of course you know you hear them say it's no longer the very expensive baby jesus that we have used to have who is part of a local group called Anne Clark uh, that's called Keep Christ in Christmas. She told the recorder in Greenville last week of the last, uh, latest missing doll, it's a pretty little doll. Sure, for $3,000, it better be pretty. Since when was Jesus? <laughs> what happened to the just plastic doll? I don't know, that's what we had, plastic dolls. But going on, we need to let people know that a crime like this will not be tolerated, the church said on this website. Also, let us continue to pray for the conversion of sinners, most especially those that did this act. <laughs> That's a reporter. It's in the newspapers. It's like, what? Really? And they're pretty serious about this. No, they're like really serious. Like these three 19-year-olds were arrested for stealing from the nativity scene from a Methodist church in Virginia in 2012. One was sentenced to a year in jail for the crime, while two others spent 60 days in jail, did commit and gave the church $500. That's a great way of getting some tithes out of people, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, we're laughing, but it's true, right? To help victims recover their infant saviors, a New York company earlier this month offered to install GPS tracking devices inside nativity figurines. Because this is great, right? Because that's where technology is keeping up with the evil that's out there. It's funny, isn't it? But it's not funny at the same time. <laughs> it's funny, yes. But this thing about what we believe is absolutely and totally free. Steal as many baby Jesuses as you want. Jesus wants to be with you in your home, in your arms. 
It's free. It's the greatest gift God has given us. Jesus. He is the greatest gift. But even for us Christians, we can get so caught up in what it means to have Jesus that we actually forget about Jesus. Like we've got to get this nativity scene done and woe to those who steal our baby Jesus. Right? But, but even more subtly, sometimes we focus on what Jesus does for us. Like, hey, we'll eliminate him because it's all about redemption. It's all about salvation and being rescued and, and eternal life because that's what you're committing to. That's what you get out of Jesus. But we kind of leave Jesus by the wayside. For us Christians, sometimes we get so hooked up on the greatest gift is forgiveness. The greatest gift is eternal life. Actually, those are all the outpourings of what the greatest gift is, and that is Jesus. And the Bible is full of this. It focuses in not just on what we get out of Jesus, but who Jesus actually is. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that that's it. For every, even the son of man, he wanted to come not to just to be served, but he came to serve, but to give his life. And, and we, we kind of go on from that so that we can have eternal life. No, but the greatest gift is Jesus going on. The Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for us, for our sins to rescue us. Paul sums it up really well in 2 Corinthians. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift, this indescribable gift of Jesus. But even better, when he writes in Romans, he says this, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, he will, not, will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? What he's saying there is, the greatest gift is Jesus. There's nothing bigger, nothing greater, nothing better than Jesus. Everything else comes after that. If he can give us Jesus, he can give us anything. And the one thing that we've got about God and about Jesus is we always kind of focus, as Christians in particular, on, on, on the negative things about God, like he's demanding and, and you know he's forcing us and we've got to be dressed this way and we've got to act this way. But actually, when you read the New Testament, we hear of a God that is graciously overgiving. He is a God who gives a lot. And not just a lot, but more than a lot. And sometimes we forget at this time of the year that this is a God who not only gives us a lot, but gives us everything. And that everything is Jesus. Look at the Gospels. All the stories of Jesus and this, all these parables, all his stories about this God figure, this person in his stories are overly generous people. When he talks about the farmer, once there was a farmer, he scattered seeds everywhere. Not just in a straight line, one at a time, but he scattered them everywhere. And if some got some and some didn't, I'm throwing it everywhere. Everyone's available to get it. Who forgives the debt of 10,000 talents which today is millions of dollars. He doesn't just forgive and then say, hey, you know what, now that we've got this in place, we're gonna come up with a better plan for you so you don't get into that much debt again. So we'll need you to get to follow this. No, he just forgives. 
and he pays the debt overly generous, not asking for anything in return. He's a God that once was a vineyard owner and with workers that come into work and he pays them more than they uh, deserve or even uh, uh, agree to. He just pays them a lot. That people around think, oh, that's not right. You shouldn't be paying them that much money. But God pays them more than they should be paying. The story of a father who gives half of what he owns to a son and squanders it everywhere. Still, when the son returns with nothing, he holds a big feast for him, doesn't hold him accountable for all the things that he had squandered, but loves him immensely enough to give him the rest of everything he had. This is a generous God. And Jesus, his greatest gift, he lives this way of, of, of just being overly generous, overly giving, not even thinking about the consequences of it. You know, who at a wedding needs 120 gallons of wine? But that's the thing, right? We don't know this. But let me tell you, the wedding at Cana, it talks about six, six um, clay vessels. Those vessels hold, held 20 gallons each. That's 120 gallons. You know, 20 gallons equals 80 liters, which equals 100 bottles of wine. What wedding needs 600 bottles of wine? Well, yeah, I've been to a few, I know. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh yeah. <laughs> But, you know, most of us would say, oh, we don't need more wine. I mean, then we, we, we were, you know, but she's like, yep, yeah, let's go for another 20 gallons. Let me convert that water to wine. And not only will I'm going to convert, I'm going to make it the best. Overly generous. Beyond what we would think is right. Right? <laughs> Who ever caters by 12 baskets? When he's feeding the 4,000. I mean, this is Jesus. He should know his maths pretty well, right? And when he converts those few fish and bread, there's 12 baskets, baskets left over. He's gone the extra mile. He's just completely over. I get into trouble a lot at home because when I make pasta, I make it for about 50 people. That probably explains my weight problem. And every time, don't cook so much. Oh, but we'll have leftovers. Yeah, but we'll have leftovers for three weeks. Jesus went 12 baskets over. <laughs> Who produces 153 fish for half a dozen people? When those guys go out fishing, he didn't need to make anything that big, but he did. And in fact, not only did they catch the 100, he had other fish that he was cooking on the beach already. Overly generous, overly giving. And then, of course, who forgives people who torture and abuse you and then nail you to a cross? Who does that? This gift we've been given is Jesus. And sure, there's all these great things that come with him, but there is nothing greater than Jesus. Jesus is the greatest gift there is. And, and, and that's not to negate that with Jesus comes forgiveness and that we're rescued and that we have salvation and we've got eternal life. That's, that's all good stuff. That's great stuff. 
But let's not put that ahead of Jesus. He is the greatest gift we can receive. Andrew Wilson, in his book, The Life We Never Expected, said this, the Christmas cards are right. Jesus is the greatest gift there is, not as a means to an end, but as the end itself, the source of all joy, the ultimate demonstration of God's goodness, generosity, and love. Receive and give thanks. So in this season, last week, I challenge you, let's just be a bit more joyful. This week, receive and give thanks. Thank you, Jesus. His love is overly generous. The hope and peace and joy through him is overly generous. He loves you beyond any way you can imagine. Receive and give thanks this Christmas. Amen? Amen. Amen. (laughs) You are awesome. Ask the music team to come up. I think we're closing off on a song. Oh, no, we've got the answers to the... uh, Rob's... Well, going well, James, until Rob got up here. (laughs) We've got the kids up here who are going to give us the answers to the questions. So, how do you think you did? Would you like to know the answers? We have five prizes to give away. Four. Where is your prize pack? (laughs) (laughs) Is that chocolate on your face? (laughs) It's all good, we've got another one. Um, so our answers should be...